Loading. Artist. Audio. Insight. Otcast. Verb. Interview with artists working today. Otcast. Noun. Insights into the work and process. Hello, and welcome to Otcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Loading. Artist. Audio. Insight. Let me just thank you, Connie, for being on Oddcast. My pleasure. Oh, thank you. Um, so my first question is, uh, when you create a work, do you use any sketches or preliminary work in the process? Well, for the kind of work that I do, I have to I have to do some preliminary sketching. It's not like I'm working out, uh, you know, images or anything like that. I don't work that way. But I I have a, a man who um, makes my my panels. My panels are very very complex and they fit together, uh, and so I have to give him very exacting sketches. And I use graph paper and I have to give measurements. And so in that, oh, wow. yeah. So so the answer is yes. Although um, that's not really where my in- most of my intuition comes in with with the color. Um, so oh. yeah, I, when I used to work in a figurative manner, I, I never liked doing sketches because it took it took the wind out of my sails. By the time I got to the actual painting, it, I wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but now with what like like, a, like I said with what I do, I have to I have to have very exacting sketches. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. For what you do, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I have, uh, it, it's come up before in one of the interviews, and um, I'd like to ask, would, would you ever have a show of those sketches, or would that be something that can happen? Well, that's funny that you asked that, because um, last last year, uh, there's a fellow on Facebook named Dennis Meyer. I don't know if, you've, if you're connected with him or not. I don't believe so. He's German. And he okay. he actually wanted to do well a limited thing on, on his own blog. Um, he wanted to see things that that um, that that I did that are that I don't show to the public. And I showed him some of the sketches and some of the you know just the kind of play things that I've done. Right. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be really fun. I mean, I know there was a point where I would have been kind of embarrassed, and you know, but. Why the heck not? You know, and um, I, I, the other thing I've been doing is I've been teaching myself how to how to do, make art on my iPad, and I've oh, okay. and I've seriously considered having those printed. I don't know how to do it, but having them printed and having you know and exhibiting those because I really like them. They've gotten very good responses. So oh, okay, yeah. So I'd so, uh, it, yeah. I'm sorry. I'd be open to it. You know? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that that would be cool to see. You know, I I imagine. Yeah. Um, have you now the the images on the iPad? You you obviously haven't printed them yet, but you Mm-mm. are they accessible? Like, could you like load them to Facebook or something? Or there's a lot of them loaded onto Facebook. Oh, there is. Okay. Uh, yeah, not all of them, obviously, but um, there's oh, okay. They just kind of oh, cool. have my Facebook very well organized, so you'd have to kind of. You know, filter through, but I think they'd be fairly obvious. And some of them I put iPad on, and you know they do have they ha- they have an image. It, unlike my uh, my painting, with, that's imageless. But, right. Yeah. 
but still are very, you know, they're very abstract and, you know, still pretty quiet. And, with the exception oh, okay. of them. But it's really I'm, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let me ask you another question. Do you use any technology in your work, like photos of the computer? You know, I would I would say no. I've, I've started <clears throat> playing a little bit um, with some, I guess, kind of drafting apps on my iPad, um, where there's a kind of graph paper like thing, and um, and I started to play with making some of my drawings on those. Um, but I'm really I'm, I'm so inept. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I no, I I am I'm kind of happily ignorant. I I I think it's good to kind of keep it pure in that sense, and I know that'll really offend. You know, that would offend certain people. But I kind of like being really low tech with it, with part at least part of what I do. Yeah. But all the, at the same time, I'd love to take a Photoshop class. I would love to because just because yeah, it's- I am so ignorant about it. Yeah, Photoshop is really wild. I would recommend it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I've done some digital paintings on using Photoshop, and it's just, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's 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 just so unbelievably different. I mean, you you got to kind of watch out with, with color and everything, but, uh-huh. like, what color settings and whatnot, but that's probably the biggest hurdle. Really? Because when you, yeah, because when you, I, I've done it where I uploaded some of my digital paintings onto Facebook, and the color completely changed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, more so than like if it oh, were than a than a real painting, than a real than life. a photograph or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's really it, it was a drastic change, so I had to actually take a couple of them down. Really. Yeah, yeah, but that's probably the biggest hurdle. Huh. Yeah, I just um, just don't. I'm not. I guess I just. I don't know. If I had the time, I'd do it. I know I'd do it, and I'd love it. But. Uh, like I said, I'm just I've just been teaching myself on my iPad. It's really rudimentary, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, my next question is, how do you get yourself out of creative block? You know, I think that sometimes creative blocks are a sign that you need you need a break. Um, oh yeah. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you just. I think that we forced it because, it, you know, it does become our work and we have all these external pressures, you know, maybe, you know, shows coming up or something. But sometimes you just don't, you don't work because you need a break. Right. But obviously that can become a huge problem. And I think that the only thing that remedies that is work. I, I think you just go in and, and you make stuff. And right. whenever I do that, that's when the ideas happen. Um, that's that. I mean, the work comes from the work, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know. Yeah, I like that. That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. I mean, that's that's where I get the ideas. Sometimes when I um, I also at times I kind of go through cycles where I, when I finish a body of you know paintings. I'll go and I'll I'll work on my work. Uh, I have a little station in my studio where I work on works on paper, and it's paper collage. Oh, okay. It's kind of mixed media, and so kind of going back and forth between those also keeps things a little fresher. And that and then sometimes, you know, things and of course the two different things inform each other. 
and I think that there can be things that arise out of one one aspect that starts to inform the other too. Yeah. I just you know you keep kind of you just kind of keep making stuff, you know, and uh, and uh, if the if the channels are open, I think that the ideas will flow. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That that sounds great to have one inform the other. That seems like a yeah good practice. Yeah. I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy. Right. To, to kind of stretch out in different directions, you know, as opposed to investing everything you everything you have into one. That that to me is almost I don't know. That's that's a lot of pressure and just doesn't give you the opportunity to to branch out and you know and explore what else is possible. So right. that's what I do. My next question is: When did you fall in love with art? I feel you you became an artist. Well, I always liked art. Um, I was I grew up in a household that appreciated art, although they weren't, you know, they they, they liked you know the impressionists. There were art books, and and there was an appreciation of art, but still, um, didn't I? You know, I don't think they really actually knew they didn't know anything about contemporary art. And but I I took art classes as a kid. I took art classes in high school. I took. Even though I didn't major in art in college, I took art classes. I took a lot of drawing, but it never dawned on me <laughs> that, yeah. that I could actually like make a career out of it. And it wasn't until um, my daughter was probably about four or five, and I, I guess I, I guess it on some level I felt, you know, it was the time, and I started taking classes at university, uh, painting classes, and from then on it was there was no looking back. I don't know that I regarded myself as an artist at that point. Um, I think when I had a substantial investment of time and money and um, emotion, you know, just kind of just this, you know, spiritual investment, it, it accumulates to where, uh, at least for me. Um, to where I, I did start to, you know, at some point regard myself as an artist. But it's hard. I mean, I think I always, I always admire and kind of envy people who grew up in, in households that had parents, you know, who had parents who were artists. And there's just no, there's no, there doesn't seem to be a lot of questioning about yeah. the possibility. But there was for me. I mean, my, my family was very academic. And so I, I went that route. And, Started graduate school seven times. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's like my big dirty secret. Um, <laughs> but nothing challenged me until I until I went seriously into art. Yeah. So, how do you feel the computer internet helps or hurts an artist? Well, the hurt is where <laughs> is the complete distraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, you know. I spend way too much time on Facebook and you know, kind of fiddling around on the computer. But yeah. at the same time, Facebook has completely opened up the world to me in terms of right. you know art friends. I mean, I, I I had always read about certain artists and admired their work and looked them up online and you know or saw them in books and and. When I finally joined Facebook, I, I looked up these people, and now they're my Facebook friends. And, and oh wow, yeah. But there's a real there's a real person to some of these names, and so right. I, 
I think it's a it's a great equalizer, and I think it's um, I think it's, I think artists are are a perfect population for for Facebook because you know yeah. we're reclusive, but we're also kind of starved for for um, interaction too. So you, yeah. you can turn it off when it, when it's overwhelming, and yet <laughs> you can connect too. Which is, it's right. It's a, a revelation for me. Yeah, it's great, and I think that um, it's made it so much for for you know my personal experience. It's made Facebook worth my time, and you know after having connected with so many artists. I mean, the news feed is like it. It's important now. It, it, it's inspiring. It's yeah. And then and then you get a little bit of feedback or a lot of feedback. You know, depending on what you want. You know, if you, if you don't really want serious feedback, you can make that clear. You know, but right. if you feedback. You know, there you can do that. But so I mean that that I mean that's the social aspect of, of the computer. Um, obviously, a lot of people use it for their work too, and I think that's right. good work that that's pretty. Hello? I think that oh. you use the computer for its real virtues. I think it's possible to make really great work. It's when, right. it, it's when it, you know, there, there's the effort to imitate other mediums that it gets schlocky. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Like if, um, well, how, how, like, can you give me an example of like the to try to imitate which type of medium? Well, I mean, I. It actually, I think, you know, we were talking about the iPad stuff, but sometimes, and sometimes some of these apps that I use, they say that it's, it's this kind of painting, and it, it just it looks so ridiculous, you know, it just doesn't look like a painting. And right. So, you know, I kind of steer clear of that stuff, and just, you can't, you can't replicate, you, without that tactile connection, you just can't do it, but I think that, like I said, when you use the computer for, with, with you know, with, with its real virtues in mind, it's possible to make really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this: what what feeds your work more? Would you say your other work or looking at other art? Well, that's that's a good one. Well, I think ultimately, I think making my work feeds my work, but obviously, um, you know partaking in that conversation, you know, also, you know, it's yeah. the language. And, you know, when you look at other art, you're learning more of that language. You're immersing yourself more and more. And, and you know, so you, you come up with a few more possibilities. And I think I would if if it was just me sitting alone forever in a studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I do think, I mean, I I do think that I, I – more is generated from from the doing and my own thought process than from looking. Um, although, like I said, I, I tremendously enjoy looking at you know good art, right. <laughs> bad art. But I, but um, yeah, I think that's where it's at for me. I like how you call it a conversation. I love that kind of that description for that experience. Of looking at other art and getting involved with it. Yeah, and it's really gratifying. It's really gratifying to find um, other artists who who resonate for you. And it doesn't doesn't really happen all that often for me. Um, but when it does, it's just uh, it's just it's the best. You know, like you know, I look at people like. Um, well, I, it's not so obvious, but one of my favorite artists is Morandi. 
And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, people who wow. people who can do can evoke this kind of profundity or or address that kind of thing, and yet with something that's so stripped down and simple. That to me is that just gets me. You know, it gets me in my right. chest and my stomach. And Martin huh. per year does that for me. I'm sorry. Martin per year does that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of just taking it all down to an atom instead of looking at the entire molecule, you know, the essence of, yeah. you know, the, the elemental form. How important is formal art training for an artist? I think it depends on the person. I think that if you, for me, it was very important because I needed to have, I needed to have an excuse to, to invest as much time as I ended up investing and in going to graduate school. Um, I, I mean, I also wanted to teach, and so I had to go to graduate school. But I guess being the good little um, girl from the academic family, I had to also, in, in my own, I guess I just had to, you know, have, have that excuse. Whereas if I think that if you are resourceful, you live around, uh, you live in an area where there's a lot of art, um, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to go to school at all, as long as you yeah. are good at seeking out people. I tend to be a little bit more reclusive than that. Um, I, I, there's nothing I like better than to be in my studio, or, or yeah. um, and so I'm not so sure that would work for me. So going to school for me was very instrumental in, in becoming an artist. It just depends on what your goals are, you know? right? And I don't really tell anyone to go to school to teach anymore because it's that's not where it's it's not true i mean you know you you, you most people aren't going to get jobs in, in academia anymore no yeah. not with the way things are so if you go you know it, it, it's good for establishing a a community um it was for me and it was good because of the external kind of pressures you know to to make, you know, to make progress and to make good work. Uh, right. But again, it, it's not necessary. I know you brought up a couple of artists, but I was wondering if there's anyone else you wanted to bring up. Mm. Like favorites or... Like who? Uh, any favorites or... Oh, favorites. Or like I said, Morandi, he's probably my all-time favorite, and I do love Martin Purier. But I, you know, I love Mangold, Robert Mangold, and... You know, uh, Mondrian, you know, just these, uh, I mean, there's a really, there's a, there's a kind of an obvious thread to what I like. Um, who else? There's a lot of, there's a lot of artists that I appreciate. Um, but, but in terms of my favorites, those are probably them. Oh, okay. Thank you, Palermo. It's a good list. Yeah, it's a good list. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me let me ask you this. Do you have any uh artist quotes you'd like to share? <laughs> okay. And uh I know we talked and and you should you know, as many as you like. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what's gonna happen when I click on this, where your where your image is gonna go. There it goes. Okay, I can still see you. Um, this is just a few. I like I said I collect them and I have thousands of quotes. So here's one by Robert Henry. You know the Ashcan guy. Uh, the object right. isn't to make to make art; it's to be in that wonderful state which makes art inevitable. 
I think that's pretty good. And here's one by Frank Lobdell. Sometimes it's not what one... Who was that? I'm sorry. Frank, Frank Lobdell. He's a... I think he's primarily Bay Area. I know he's... Okay. And he taught at the Art Institute, I think, where I went to school. Oh, okay. And this is something, I mean, we've all heard this in some version or another. Sometimes it's not what one puts into a painting, but rather what one leaves out that makes it a compelling picture. So that, to me, resonates very strongly as to, to you know, my work. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one by Pearl Buck. The truly creative mind in any field is no more than this, a human creature born abnormally, inhumanely sensitive. To them, a touch is a blow, a sound is a noise, a misfortune is a tragedy, a joy is an ecstasy, a friend is a lover, a lover is a god, and failure is death. Add to this cruelly delicate organism the overpowering necessity to create, 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 so that without the creating of music or poetry or books or buildings or something of meaning, their very breath is cut off. They must create, must pour out creation. By some strange, unknown, inward urgency, they are not really alive unless they are creating. Wow. <laughs> I really like that. That's a great one. Yeah. Here's <coughs> Excuse me. Patty Smith, we were talking about. Right. In art and dream, may you proceed with abandon. In life, may you proceed with balance and stealth. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I should read that one to my students, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and here's... Uh, should I keep going? Sure. Here's Marcel Proust. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm. This is good. Uh, Ananian. There came a time when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. That's a nice one. Yeah. And this is this is Brancusi. And it's regarding, I think, it's regarding mostly abstraction. When you see a fish, you don't think of its scales, do you? You think of its speed, its floating, flashing body seen through the water. If I made fins and eyes and scales, I would arrest its movement, give a pattern or shape, of reality. I just want the flash of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You have one more? I have one more. Paul says, Okay. Painting is damn difficult. You always think you've got it, but you haven't. I could paint for a hundred years, a thousand years without stopping, and I would still feel as though I knew nothing. And I think that for me is really was really the draw for art. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now who was that that last quote? Um, I'm sorry? Cezanne. Oh Cezanne, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can't master it. You just, you can't. You can't master it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dangling in front. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I'm sorry? It's like, you know, constantly dangling under your nose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> good at a lot of stuff, but I don't think you ever, com you can't completely master it. There's always something to learn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It changes so much. That's true. Yeah. Um, now... My last question is, uh, can you use three to five words to describe your work? Now, you can pick a certain series or... Mm. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think I talk in generalities, and that's quiet, um, understated, um, musical. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, five. Um, <laughs> 
Well, it doesn't have to be five. But. <laughs> <laughs> those are the. I mean, those are really the main things that I I think of. Um, I think my work is far-reaching. There are a lot of reference to a lot of other disciplines, too, so maybe far-reaching. I don't know if that's that's not specific enough. But I do. I think I, I have a lot of interest in language and music and and um, you know the the spaces that exist in in music and in like haiku, you know. Okay. Proportion. So. I won't go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you. I I think it's really interesting the 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 doublet series. If I'm saying that correctly. Hmm. Um. Now I'm not sure if you could speak a little bit on that or. Uh, it's a. It was probably the most. I mean, all of my work is personal. There, there is even though my work is so reductive and so um, abstract, it, it there is a very very personal. Um, tale that goes behind I think everything but that in particular was probably the most personal and it was a, also the first time I chose to kind of expose that personal thread and a lot of artists really want to do that um, but it was fine I, I you know at this point I don't care um, it was I I the last few years I lost both my parents and I lost um, you know other family members and friends and it was really um, the first time I experienced so, so much loss. And, and I started making, you know, thinking about this series. And sometimes I don't even really know what it's about until, in, you know, kind of I'm in the thick of it or even sometimes even in hindsight. But I, I yeah. for, for many years I've worked with a square, everything based on the square, because it's, it's really a symbol for stability. And so... When I use the square, if I break the square up, that means that yeah. the equilibrium is 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 upset. And um, most of my work is really concerned with that. It's worth it's 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 about um, ups, upset equilibrium, making the effort to go back towards equilibrium. So it's that you know the tension between stasis and and flux. Yeah. Um, and this body of work was no different, really. Um, but it was very specific in that I made the, I made each panel look as if it was folding. Right. So the square was folding, and as I as I worked, I, I realized that this is about what was happening to me, you know, the interior life, and that was that. With so much loss, you know that you 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 just feel like you're you're crumpling. You know all the the building blocks are kind of crashing down, and you know you just have this instinct to fold in on yourself. And yet, being the panel, you know it, it's not really folding; it's just an illusion. Um, yeah. And you can't really tell whether it's fold. You know, it, it, it looks like it's folding or if it's opening. Right. Like the, I love that sort of possibility. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's again that that equilibrium is is not a static place. You know, it's 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 on the brink of of changing in one form or another, and and so I just realized that. Uh, just trying to think of a better way to say this. Well, yeah. So I mean, I instead of instead of letting myself crumble, you know, I, I realized that, you know, 
this was a point in life where I could I could look at it in kind of a positive way, and that is that I'm, I'm you know I'm no one's daughter now. Um, I'm always going to be judged on who I am, not who my parents are, you know, and not who my family is. I'm just here on my own terms now, and that you know, even though that that can be kind of scary, it's a really it's a good thing too. So it was a it was a way to kind of cast a different spin on on things, and and so it, that's really what those are about. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like them, and um, they almost seem. <coughs> no, I love. Excuse me. I love this word, and the the idea of the, that they could be potentially kinetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and almost how just looking at them. I mean, I you know, unfortunately, I haven't seen them in person, but they. I can imagine that in front of them, you may feel that they they move themselves into that position that they're holding. I've had a. You know that too. What's that? I've had other people say that. that oh, really? Yeah. Like they're kind of in motion. Right. One person said um, it looks like they're all kind of waving in a in a, in a breeze. You know? Yeah, yeah. A wave at the stadium, you know, kind of sequentially in a certain way. It's it's amazing how delicate of a description that is with how hard-edged they are. <laughs> and they can still have that sort of organic shape that wasn't, you know, sort of recreated or invented. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I think that's the strange thing about my work is that it is it does use a, a hard, hard edge and yet um, it is it it is very personal. It seems like a contradiction, but I don't I don't really believe that it is you know at all. You don't believe that it is what? I'm sorry, I missed that. Contradiction. I think that that you know specifically when when you know working with abstraction it's open to a lot i don't think that uh, just because there's a previous line of inquiry you know meaning hard edge work that was devoid of quite frequently of meaning doesn't mean that i have to regard it like that you know what i mean yeah yeah it's my own kind of personal brand of of reductive work and yeah kind of like that I don't have to do what the big guys tell me to do. <laughs> you know, and I, I I kind of enjoy that. Well, I just wanted to thank you, Connie, for being on our cast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This has been Oddcast. Thank you from me, your host, Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going.